How easy is it to get information from your local government? Not as easy as you may think. Our colleagues from the Regina Leader Post and the Saskatoon Star Phoenix took a look at how easy it was to get publicly available information from more than 700 municipalities across the province of Saskatchewan. The Star Phoenix's Andrea Hill joins me to discuss the project as a whole, what information they were looking for, and what roadblocks they hit along the way. It's 2020, and if you're making a New Year's resolution, please make the one that says, I will subscribe to the 10.3 podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite shows. We'd love it if you could leave us a rating and review, and even tell your friends about us. So, Andrew, your feature series, Fees May Apply, took a look at how transparent municipalities in Saskatchewan are being. What sparked the interest in this feature? Well, one of the stories the Saskatoon Star Phoenix covered last year was the start of a provincial investigation into the northern village of Pine House. And what had happened there was there was a group of citizens who were concerned about some of the goings on in the village. And so they had filed some freedom of information requests to get things like meeting minutes. But the village didn't respond to any of those requests. And so what those people did is they took the next step of going to the privacy commissioner and lodging a complaint. And so the privacy commissioner took a look at this and found that the uh, village was being non-compliant with provincial freedom of information legislation. And um, that ultimately led to the province starting to investigate um, how the village uses uh, freedom of information law. And the thing about Pine House, I actually, I went up to Pine House about this time last year and I chatted with the mayor and I asked him what the village was going to do to address some of the concerns that were being raised over its inability to provide documents to people who are seeking them. And he pretty much told me bluntly that things weren't going to change. He said that the village of Pine House had a lot of priorities and that frankly, responding to requests for documents wasn't one of them. And that really got me and a lot of the newsroom thinking. The village of Pine House was a village that was in the spotlight because there was a group of people who were requesting information and who were also doing their due diligence as citizens to um, take the next step when the information wasn't being provided. And we wanted to know what other municipalities out there were also struggling to be transparent, maybe not just even for documents that you would request under freedom of information, but also just for basic public documents that people would have a right to receive. So we went and asked every municipality in Saskatchewan for documents that municipalities are required to have and also that they are required to be providing to the provincial government. So these are documents that should be quite accessible and easy for a municipality to pull up right away. And that was quite uh, an ordeal because there are 774 municipalities across the province. So this this was like a systems test. Like how good is the freedom of information system in Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. And not just the freedom of information, but just um, because the documents we were asking for were public documents that we didn't need to go under a formal um, freedom of information request for. Um, these were just basic documents that all municipalities must have and should be able to provide someone who requests them. So you're talking more than 700 requests to various governments across the province. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how many people were involved or was it just you making all of these uh, requests? <laughs> um, it was me and one of my coworkers who did um, all of the, the filtering through of the um, responses that we got back. So it was um, quite a project that took us a few months in the fall. 
So what kind of documents, when, when you say these are documents that a municipality should be able to provide to a citizen coming to them looking for this information, what kind of information was it that you were seeking? So we were looking for five documents and um, specifically we were looking for the procedures bylaw, um, how do you run a council meeting essentially, a code of ethics, a code of conduct, an operating budget, and then public disclosure statements, which in Saskatchewan are something that all elected members of council are required to sign when they get elected and I think regularly once a year. Now, at the end of the day, you you, you put in all these requests, you get back information from these various municipalities. How many completely fulfilled the requests for information? Uh, the number I do have for you is that just over half of them provided some or all of the requested information. Um, there were several municipalities that provided almost all of the information, but um, some documents, particularly the public disclosure forms, were not always available in an electronic format. So sometimes we received four of the documents, but we're told that if we came by the office, we could see public disclosure forms in person. Um, so just over half of them were able to um, provide a lot of those documents at no cost. What was the rationale behind the municipalities who said, nah, sorry, we don't have this, we can't give this to you? What were they saying to you? Well, there were some municipalities that we simply never heard back from, despite multiple emails requesting this information. Hmm. Um, there were some municipalities that charged us for it. There were some who charged us to send physical copies in the mail because they said they didn't have access to things like high-speed internet, for instance, where they would be able to simply upload and send the documents to us. So they would need to send it via snail mail. So then there were costs like photocopying and postage involved. Um, I did hear from a couple um, small municipalities um, that frankly said, you know what, like the office is really disorganized. I don't even know if these documents exist, even though we know we're required to have them. So if I find them, I'll send them to you. But I, I don't know if that's going to happen. So we really got a, a range of responses all over the place. And one of the things that stuck out and one of the things that sort of became the impetus for the name of the project was just the variety of fees that were charged. Um, even though we weren't going under formal um, freedom of information legislation because we were seeking public documents, um, there were some municipalities that requested that we fill out the freedom of information form and pay the $20 application fee. Hmm. And there were a range of photocopying or scanning fees that ranged from $0.10 cents a page to $3.50 a page, which of course is quite a range. Yeah. And then there were charges for actually administrator's time, which uh, we got quotes for $25 an hour. We got quotes for $65 an hour. And um, some municipalities were um, charging us two for per document. And some of them charged a dollar a document. And there was one municipality in Saskatchewan that was charging $200 a document. What? So, yeah, it was quite a range of fees. In the end, um, the most expensive bill came from a rural municipality who charged $2,200 for the documents we were asking for. And again, these are documents that a large number of municipalities were able to provide us at no cost. And um, there were, I believe it was 24 um, municipalities who were charging $100 or more for these documents. These are simple documents that a municipality should have on hand to be able to provide to a resident. And they were charging a couple grand. Absolutely, yeah. Are there rules that the province puts in place to prevent the government from trying to either put up financial roadblocks or even just to, you know, make a little cash and gouge uh, people who are looking for basic information? Are there any rules governing any of this? 
No, and that was one of the things that um, we encountered. So the the government doesn't have any formal policies and procedures in place. What it does have is sort of a guideline, and that guideline is that if someone is requesting a public document, that the document be made available in a reasonable timeline and at a reasonable cost. And um, one of my coworkers was talking um, with the provincial government about this notion of what is reasonable, and um, we sort of lighted on some of the things that you might see um, under the freedom of information legislation where governments can charge, um, for instance, 25 cents a, a page for photocopying. And that is sort of in the ballpark of, of reasonable. Mm-hmm. But certainly some of the fees that we were seeing, $200 a document, $3.50 a page, were beyond what you would think of as reasonable. And so sort of what's happened in the absence of government policies is that all sorts of municipalities come up with their own policies on how much they'll charge to release documents. And actually what we found when we were making these requests is that a lot of municipalities had never had a document request before. Um, No one had asked them for information. And so they actually didn't have policies in place. So there were some instances where municipalities were creating these policies because of our request. And there were some instances where um, they were simply making a one-off motion of counsel for what would be charged for um, the Star Phoenix and Regina Leader Post to receive the documents we were asking for. For some of these municipalities who said, okay, it's a few hundred dollars or it's a couple thousand dollars, did you turn around and say to them, well, this municipality charged us 20 or we got these for free from somewhere else? Like, did they have a good reason for why they were charging you that much? Yeah. And certainly um, after we had received all of the invoices back, I contacted all of the municipalities that had the highest fees to give um, either a municipal administrator or an elected official an opportunity to talk about why the fees were the way they are. And some of the stories were pretty interesting. There was one rural municipality that had such a high invoice because they were charging $2.50 per page for photocopying. And I chatted with the administrator there about why that was. And um, honestly, the rural municipality office was the only um, building in the in the community that had a photocopier. And so people would come in and have the RM administrators photocopy things like Christmas letters. And the RM um, council just really wanted to discourage that. So they set their photocopying fees quite high to encourage people to go elsewhere um, to get their basic photocopying done. That's wild. Which is something I never would have thought of if I hadn't had that conversation. Yeah. But at the same time, um, it was sometimes difficult to find information about why fees were the way they are. And for instance, I, I had mentioned earlier that the um, the highest invoice we got was for $2,200. And when I tried to get information about why that fee was set so high, the reeve of that rural municipality said that he would not um, have an interview with me unless I agreed to pay him um, for the interview, which of course is something we don't do. So we never got that interview. <laughs> That's crazy that he won't answer basic questions related to how they operate unless he gets paid. Do you know if they have a local paper there? No. I'm just curious how that what that relationship would be like. Yeah, and of, of course when you think of 774 municipalities across Saskatchewan, a lot of them are really small, a lot of them are in uh, rural and remote areas. Like a lot of them are existing in these quote-unquote news deserts where there aren't um, reporters 
who are um, requesting information. And actually what we were finding too is it's not just an absence of reporters who are requesting information, but just in general, um, citizens are not going to their town offices and requesting information. Mm -hmm. I lost track of the number of times administrators said to me, you know what, I haven't done this before. No one has asked me for documents. I don't know how to proceed with your request. Okay. so we weren't only learning things about um, the town offices. We, we learned just about taxpayers, too, in the province. When you talk about uh, municipalities who who didn't respond or said, no, we can't give you those documents, did you get a sense that any of them were obfuscating or trying to shut you down intentionally? Or was it just a case of these are kind of small municipalities? And as you said, they've never had a request. They don't know how to proceed. Wh- or was there a mix? I think. It would be a mix would be the the most fair way to say it. Um, Certainly, I did hear from a lot of um, administrators who um, were trying to be as helpful as possible. And again, I'll I'll flip to the example I gave of the rural municipality that charged so much because people were using the office essentially as a staples and getting them to photocopy things and again, wanting to be very helpful and, and let me know why things were the way they were. There were some administrators who expressed frustration that this request was coming in. A lot of the um, small municipalities in the province are very paper-based and administrators indicated that it was quite a lot of work to um, respond to the request by the the Star Phoenix and Leader Post and suggested that we shouldn't have been doing the project at all. And then, of course, we have the example of the elected official who simply wouldn't give us information unless we paid him, which is a concern from a transparency perspective. At the end of all this, you've reported on your findings. Has the province stepped up and said, wait a second, this doesn't look right or this shouldn't be or municipalities should be more transparent? What's been the response at the provincial level? Obviously, one of the things that could happen to help transparency um, as easily as possible would be to help some of these municipalities be able to post information online. And as part of our project, too, was trying to get a handle on how many of these municipalities had websites. And in the end, it was, um, I think it was 55% of them had websites. And a lot of those websites have a lot of useful information like minutes and whatnot. But some of the websites too are more, I would say, um, from a tourist perspective, like letting people know how to to get around town and and things to do without having some of those governance documents there. Mm -hmm. And one of the experts that I spoke with about this project suggested that um, perhaps one of the best ways that the province could help is by making some sort of online portal or common website or just give some of these smaller municipalities the support so that they're able to have an online forum where they can post important public documents. So when we talked to the province about this, well, first of all, the province was surprised by how much difficulty we had in obtaining the documents we were seeking because the the province agreed with us that these were documents that should be um, very easily accessible. Like these are documents that the provincial government requests on occasion and municipalities have to be able to to give in. Mm -hmm. So the province was surprised that we weren't able to get them. Um, They did say that they're in the process of working on um, what they're calling a web portal that might be launching next year in 2021. And at first it would post all of the municipality's public accounts, and then eventually it could house other documents, including the types of documents that um, we were requesting. And th- the province believes that this would do a lot to help with the problems that we're having. Though, of course, that is far down the road and it doesn't necessarily, 
like there's still questions around what types of documents would be posted on that website and if it would be a mandatory posting and what sort of repercussions would there be if a municipality is not doing that. So obviously you're working out of Saskatoon. It's a larger center. Presumably the the city of Saskatoon website has, you know, meeting minutes and things of that nature already posted online like many other cities do. Was it a case that the municipalities that were less forthcoming with information or weren't able to fulfill your request were smaller or were there larger centers that you were kind of surprised that couldn't produce the documents you asked for? Again, there was a mix. I would say that in general, size does matter when it comes to being able to respond to a request like this. And we certainly found that with websites, bigger centers were more likely to have websites with things like this on. But there were some really small municipalities that um, responded to our requests for information and have websites where a lot of this stuff is up. So I think a lot of times it depends where a municipality is. in terms of something basic, like does it have access to high-speed internet? And also just um, the human resources it has. Um, does it have an administrator who is tech-savvy or who is able to um, deal with these types of requests? So it really varied from from place to place. Journalists, columnists, people in the media business, we talk a lot about freedom to information and access to information all the time. It's it's something that that seems to be ingrained in our lexicon. What do you get the sense of the public and how they feel about this or why this should matter to them? Well, it's certainly something that I believe should matter to the public. Obviously, municipalities are operating with taxpayers' dollars, and they've got a responsibility to be transparent about how that money is being used. And unlike uh, councils that are operating in bigger centers like Saskatoon and Regina, there isn't um, the type of scrutiny and there isn't someone who's playing that watchdog function in some of those areas. So it can be tough to know what is happening and um, what types of discussions are happening at council, how money is being used. And really one of the things that we found is that people aren't requesting that information. And if no one is requesting that information, councils can become lax and not know how to how to present it or know what they need to be transparent about. So certainly there are lessons that not only the councils can be learning, but also the people who are living in these municipalities as well and paying taxes. Well, it definitely shines a light on something that I'm, I'm sure not many uh, Canadians uh, think of on a day-to-day basis. Andrea, thanks for your time. No problem. Thanks very much. 10.3 is produced by Carson Jarama, theme music by Bryce Hall, additional production from Matt Olson. Thanks to my guest, Andrea Hill. More from her at thestarphoenix.com. I'm Dave Breckenridge. Thanks for listening. <laughs>